Okay, there we go. So in the past, you've already talked about this, but I really want to talk about it because I just think it's so utterly important, and especially in the, it's a, such a crazy world. People are taking anthropomorphism to such you know stupid and ridiculous levels, and if it would help them, I don't think I would bother that much, you know, even though it's insane, but um, it's hurting people, and I think people don't understand the point. I mentioned many times that uh, when I was much, much younger, uh, one time I was at the Kosel, and uh, I... Uh, I uh, I davened with a lot of kavoda, and I came back, and I was still remember I came to Eretz Israel. Was still the old Israel. Was still there. You had all these old souvenirs and junk shops and black and white photos and all these kind of uh, uh, some things almost maudlin and kitschy, all kinds of souvenirs and things that they used to sell in Eretz Israel. And they'd have them in baskets on the street, you know, you could buy them for pennies. In any case, one time after I came back from Davin from the coastal, I passed a, a place in a basket on the street, on the floor. You know, he had a bunch of old pictures, and there was a picture of a bunch of people, uh, clearly Svaradim, uh, sitting on the ground in front of the coastal davening from years and years before. There was a time you weren't allowed to bring a chair to the coastal. And uh, I told many times the story, I know, and I was so drawn into the picture, I could drawn into the faces of the people I saw sitting on the ground there davening. And I realized, you know, they, all those years ago, they were davening at the same place I was just davening at. And then at that moment, it hit me very strongly and deeply that I had been davening in the same spot where they were davening. And I realized that even though that I am a prisoner of time and that I'm stranded in the present and I can never reach the future or the past while I'm here. I realized that Kosh Baruch was not. And I realized that moments before, whatever prayer I was saying from my heart was being heard at the same moment that the fervent prayers of those people, you know, you can see the brown from the sun, you know, sitting on the ground there. Their prayers were reaching Hashem in the same, there is no moment for God, but in the theory of humans, in the same time, in the same moment as my prayers were coming to Hashem, the prayers of these people sitting on the ground at the coast of there with all the sacrifices that they made in their years and their times were reaching Hashem. And then I realized, well, wait a second, their prayers were reaching Hashem when I was reaching Hashem. Also the prayers of Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov, at the very moment that I was davening, they were davening Hashem, and Hashem heard their prayers. Moshe, Aaron, David, Shlomo, Rachel, Rivka, Leah, you know, Rachel, and I saw Rivka, Rachel, Leah, And all the tzaddikim and tzaddikim throughout history, as I was davening, they were all davening. Then I realized that all the Jews that ever davened, ever will daven, were davening at the same moment that as I was davening, or at least in terms of being heard into by Hashem. Then I realized that all my, all my own selves that ever davened, that ever will daven, were being heard at the same moment that I was davening to Hashem. Then I realized that all the Jews who ever davened, and all the times in their lives they were davened, the millions upon millions upon millions of prayers were all being heard. And, and what a, a, a crescendo, a, a, an indescribable symphony and a cacophony is in, and a sound of indescribable power of prayer was reaching a God every single time that I davened. And I was absolutely inspired and encouraged. I realized that every time I'm davening, millions upon millions of prayers that are being heard in that same moment. A minion is a minion, la halacha, you understand, but we realize how many billions, millions of minyanim, 
Millions upon millions of Jewish prayers were being prayed every moment that I prayed. And I found it deeply encouraging and deeply inspiring. And as you know, the Rambam is one of those people who's adamant on an unchanging God. And I too believe that, uh, to the best of my understanding, of what it would mean that there's such a thing as a God. And it's hard for people to understand that Hashem just isn't anything. Not only is he not like us, he's not anything at all. Hashem isn't anything that can be compared to anything that we know. Only Hashem reveals to us a persona of God for us to relate to, So, because that's the way that we'll grow and come close to the God that isn't anything at all other than God. And um, it's hard for people to understand those things that people want a God. You know, they want a needy God and an emotional God. It's all silliness, and certainly it's the last thing you want. You want a Hashem that's all-powerful and that's really God. And don't worry, Hashem is that. Hashem is all-powerful and is really God. And the thing is that uh, I tried to extrapolate, and I know I could be argued with, but to the best of my, my humble understanding, I really believe that to the best I can understand from the things that Rambam said, and I, what I humbly believe myself, that as far as the universe is concerned, there, there is no time other than the time that, that was created when the universe continued. And from that point of view, as long as there was time, there is a universe. Not, God forbid, that the universe is primordial, but in the sense that as long as there was time, there was a universe, because time is created when there was a universe. We can't fathom what it means that God made a world, or what it, or there's no such word. There's nothing to understand as a before, because before and after the time that God created. But we know that, and therefore, I've tried to explain to the best of my understanding that everything that ever was, or ever will be, always is, and was, and will be, in terms of the knowledge of God. And everything ever will be, ever I was, is always there in front of God. Whenever I daven, and to whatever degree. Uh, what I will be in the future is an argument in the positive for what I am now. It's there. To whatever degree that it's not, like Fasher Husham, it's not there. But it's not that I have to apprise God of any facts or even live long enough to make them known uh, because Hashem knows. And it doesn't matter that we can't understand that. But everything that was and will be and is always was and will be and is because not because it not because of its godliness, but because of God's godliness. And I don't have to worry about it. And I said so many times, you know, my, my Rebbe used to tell us, you know, if you speak to people, you have to have tactics. You have to know how you're saying, how you present yourself, what strategy you're going to use. But he would say, if you speak to a gadol, you don't have to strategize. Just talk. He said, just but the only thing I do, he left. He said, make sure it's a gadol. You have to make sure it's really an adam gadol. But an adam gadol, you don't have to do it. He, he's going to have your best interest in mind, and he will uh, figure it out. And you can know that Hashem knows everything. He knows everything we ever were, and everything we will be, and everything that ever was and will be. And it's all there at every single moment that we pray. And it was all taken into account, all the good and the bad, and even the fact that I need to have kabbalah and davening. That was all taken into account at what we call the eternal zero hour. It was the hour that that was and will be and is, not because, God forbid, I don't mean to say there's godliness in the hour or in the moment, because of God's godliness, all of the moments of creation that ever were and ever and ever will be and that are, always are and will be and were because of God. And it's all taken into account. And therefore a person can have, I mean, faith or trust or security. I, I, everybody has to have a point, you have to have faith in God. There's nothing you can do about it as much as we... We try, we understand, but at a certain point, a person has to. A person does have to rely upon Hashem, 
and to trust Hashem. But it's such a wonderful Hashem to trust. You're talking about God's got everything. What are you worried about? What can we be worried about? We're only worried about that Hashem does If God forbid, Hashem doesn't want chas v'shalom. And then what's the difference? You're not to worry about it because there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you can dive it. You can dive it be better. I'm just trying to say that to whatever degree anybody can do anything about anything, coming to Hashem is absolutely the strongest, the most powerful, and most secure thing that a person could possibly do. It's all there. And the knowledge of everything, and what I did and what I will be, and whatever little nuance in my heart, even though I wasn't good, but I was kind of good, and I was a little good, and I was a little bad, but I really wanted to be good. It's all there. It's all known. It's all known. Whatever little glimmer of truth I have in my heart, now Hashem knows. Every single nuance is there at every single moment. You don't have to worry about it. And it was all calculated in that first in that first instant as the world came into being. And and period, you can just trust it and rely on it. And I just try to bring this out because it's so important at a certain point to trust God because you need to in order to relax. How can a person learn or or take care of the things that have to take care of? There's so many impossible. I don't know what's outside or what's around the corner. Uh, we raise children. We, uh, God bless them and, and, and protect them. There's so many imponderables. What can you know and, and to figure out? It's only because we rely on God that here. What what intelligent person can 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 be calm? It's almost insane to be calm. There's so much to worry about. <laughs> There's so many unknowns in this world. Who knows what's going to happen with anybody at any moment? We're going to talk to your kid the next hour. What's going to happen? You nobody can know. So it's so important in order to go about our Vodas Hashem to actually, obviously, not only to believe in God, but to trust God. It's so important to trust Hashem. And to the degree that we that we're able to trust Hashem, we're able to we're able to relax, so to speak, and serve Hashem. We're able to relax and learn the Torah, relax and do the mitzvahs, uh, and not be, uh, so to speak, uh, anxiety-ridden nuts. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. And on the other hand, we don't have to be superstitious nuts. Here, we know that God cares for us and wants our welfare. We don't have to do uh, uh, all kinds of superstition and, 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 and obsessive actions in order to do it. We can tell Hashem with all our heart that we're sorry for the wrong we've done, that we want to do the right thing, that we believe in Hashem, that we believe in His Torah, we want to do the right thing, period. We don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about a, a, a God that needs to be apprised of something or fooled or, or, or sweet talk, you understand, or, or, or uh, you know, or, or strategized about or against. It's just not true. Okay, some things the Torah reveals to us. You, understand? you want to get early in Rosh Hashanah. That's things because that's the, that's the understanding that God wants us to have about relating to a God. That's the, that's the gift. No, it was the human understanding was the way that God chose to reveal himself. He wants us to understand. And that's something that, we'll, that we'll, I think will take eternity to understand why humanity was the revelation of God. I, I'm so thrilled about it. I, not that I get it, but I, will, I think it'll take an eternity to understand that. But I'm so thrilled that God chose human to be the language of his revelation. And I'm so lucky I got to be one, to be a human. I, I, I'm thrilled beyond and thankful beyond all words. I, can't, I don't know how to say thank you. To be a thing that's the language of God, I, I don't have a bigger thank you. I don't know what to say. And I'm thankful for that. But I don't overplay the point. It's just a way for us to relate to the God that made us. But I don't think God's human. Chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. But I know that the, that the proper relationship to God is human. 
and I'm going to do that, but but I but I can be sure. I don't have to worry about it. I have a God that's never going to be tired, that's never not in the know, that's never missing anything. There's no point that I need to illuminate or apprise God of. Except to the degree that it's a mitzvah to daven. That it's correct to daven. So I have to express myself because I'm supposed to be. God knows. I told this story a lot of times. I... Uh, I, I used to know, Friday afternoon, there was a place where Yosha used to learn. And I ran to him one Friday afternoon, just close to Shabbos, you know, with a problem and a concern that Tzibur. I asked the Shaila, I told him the story, he answered me. And I left, I was by the bus stop coming home. And as I was standing at the bus stop, so I always, after I spoke to Yosha, I used to chaser what I asked, what he answered. And I realized when I was chazik, what I said to him, I realized that even though I didn't intend it, there was every reason that a person who heard the story could have drawn a terrible conclusion about a whole group of people, which I didn't intend, but it could definitely be understood that way. So even though it was late, I ran all the way back, huffing and puffing up the stairs. So Yoshev and I said to him, I'm afraid I said something I didn't want to say. And he did something very funny. He raised his hand, he said, let me tell you what I heard, he says. He stopped me. It was very uncanny. It was different. And he told me my story, and when he got to the place that I was concerned about, he overemphasized that he understood it the right way and not the way that would make people look bad. And it was very beautiful, you know. And he finished, and he looked up, and I was smiling, and he was. He said, Hey, honey, how, what about, how am I? What do you think? What do you think of me, huh? It's not bad, huh? He got the point. It was so beautiful, and I, I left, I was beaming, you know, and uh, I went home for Shabbos, Mamash, high, you know, from the, uh, from the beauty of what had just happened. And that's a Tamil Chacham, that's an Adam Gadol, but you can be sure that Hashem is always going to understand it the way that it's supposed to be understood. And beyond our ability to know what to say or to try and convince God, He'll understand it to our benefit above and beyond anything we could have figured out, except that it was a mitzvah to figure it out and to say it and to pray and to be sincere because that's how Hashem told us, that's the humanity of, that's the way God wanted to be revealed. He chose the human model as the way to relate to him, but I don't have to worry about it. I'm not worried. I'm not worried that, that, that some aspect of this reality, God forbid, the Chas Hashem ever remains un- unilluminated for Hashem or unknown or unspecified or unemphasized. Only to the degree that I made a mistake, so I correct myself new. I'll correct say, hey, I made a mistake. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I maybe said in the way I didn't want to say. I want to correct it. Okay. But I'm not worried that there's ever, God forbid, a misunderstanding or a misapprehension. And the knowledge of God being truly God, that everything I ever prayed was already known at the first second, and what I didn't pray was known at the first second, and what I did do, what I didn't do, what I will do, what I won't do, what I did do already, what I'm doing now, was all known. And the perfect universe for everything that I ever did was already made at the first second. That's a tremendous confidence. It's not fatal. The people that fatal, it's not fatalism. The first second is eternal in that respect. If, you, if you're already going to understand that it's God, you might as well just call the first second in eternity. It's a central bank into which all of reality and all of eternity can be invested again and again back into the first second. 
that preceded all, 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 all existence. It doesn't matter. And it's the complete confidence. And on the contrary, it's the greatest flexibility. And then I know there's not a minute that I can't go back and make a new deposit in, in, zero, in, in second zero. It's unbelievable if you think about it. It's, a, it's so the opposite of what these superstitious people believe and what, and what non-observant non, non people believe. We're the farthest things from fatalism. There's no second that I can't go back and make a deposit, a new deposit of prayer, of a good deed, of a good thought, of a supplication that can't go back to, to ground zero. Never. Never, as long as the universe will exist, I'm able to, so to speak, make deposits and, 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 and ground zero. And go back into that inconceivable calculation, the numbers that can't be, that can't be conceived of, of permutations that were already taken into account. And every moment that I exist, I can still go back and put it into what was taken into account for a second. It's the opposite of what people think. Because God is God, I am free. Because Hashem is Hashem, there's no moment that I, 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 I can't grow and try and affect the very creation of the universe. I mean, what, what more could we ask for? I don't know. What universe could be better than this? What greater chance is there? There's never a moment. It's never closed. Because Hashem is Hashem, the creation is never closed. As long as there's reality, I can make a deposit. In the first second, you talk about it, it, what a gift. I don't, I, don't even, I don't know how to express what I'm trying to express, I mean, the, the enormity of what I'm trying to express, the enormity of our good fortune. The, the wonderful nature of this existence and the absolute confidence that we can have in Hashem and confidence in the, in the, in the, in the unending uh, possibilities of our welfare. And I, I know I spoke about this, but I just want to think because it's not just a passing thought or an interesting idea. It is an inter- I think it's an interesting idea, but that's not the point. It's such wonderful, wonderful, what a Besorah's Tovos, what good news, what a Besorah Tova. Ground zero is never closed. And I can always go back and it's, I can always get the door, I can always rush and get back in. Remember I told you a story one time, I, I have, you know, I, I don't, you know, when I first started traveling for this year, I traveled heavy, then I traveled light, then I stopped, I traveled heavy again because I, I wanted my things. I was working. I was trying to raise money. I need. I need. I need the. I need the books. I need whatever. Whatever amenities I had. I wanted to travel with them. I needed to do my work. I needed a portable, uh, like a little portable home. And one time I had to leave uh, New Rochelle, you know, one of the suburbs, to get back into into Manhattan, you know, for a uh, for a meeting. And I was running for the train with two big suitcases, and there's like a bridge over the tracks, and I saw the train coming, and so I ran across the bridge, and ran to the stairs, and I slipped or whatever it is, and I tumbled down the stairs, the concrete stairs with my two suitcases, as the train pulled in. And I hit the ground, and I was, I was bleeding and black, you know, from the soot and the dirt on the ground. And I, I was on the ground, I saw the doors close. 
that's not a good sign. You know, Long Island Railroad, the door's closed. And I, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, I, I picked myself up and I was, it was stung. I was dirty and bleeding. And I grabbed my two suitcases and I ran to the door. I don't know what I was thinking. And then I, to, I couldn't believe it. The doors opened. <laughs> and then I never saw that happen in my life. And I ran in with my two suitcases to the nearest seat, and I was starting to get some a tissue out of my pocket. I even begin to clean myself. I was so filthy and dirty and, and bleeding. And as I was sitting there just getting myself together, the ticket man, the conductor, walked up. He looked at me and he said, you know, a lot of people don't try, he said. He said, you tried? He said, so I tried. <laughs> he saw me. He opened the door. <laughs> he said, you tried? He said, I tried. And uh, you know, I think it was a, it was a, it was very it was a very interesting, very very beautiful moment. But here, there's not there's no closed door here. As long as the universe exists and and and, and existed and will exist, the moment of creation is always there. And exists and did exist and will exist not because of itself. I'm not talking about the nature of the world, but the nature of God. Vis-a-vis communicating with God, making the world. I can always make a call to God at the second he makes the world. Because it's always that second. It's always the second that's the end of the universe, the middle of the universe, the beginning of the universe. It's all there. It's all the same. Because Hashem is Hashem. I can always get in. I can get on the phone and call Hashem and make here, redo the whole thing. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, one more thing. Redo the whole, redo the whole creation. I can get in. It's a, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Wait, one minute. I can get in. So, what is the power of human existence? Once Hashem gave us that ability, and because Hashem is Hashem, our potential is unbelievable. The potential of our welfare, of our success, of our joy, of our fulfillment, of our closeness to God, of our holiness of our purity. And you know, that, that should, it should give us a tremendously positive boost. And not to let go of whatever, even, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe people's marriages sometimes go better, sometimes worse. Okay, maybe it didn't so go, so what? You can get back and make a deposit in the, in the first minute as the world's created for your marriage. For your panasa, for your health, for your for your, the welfare of your for your welfare of your children of Kai Israel, of your learning of everything, panasa tova. There's no done deals. Uh, the rea- reality is as far from fatalism as anything could possibly be. They say Yogi Bear said, it ain't over till it's over. It ain't over, Rabosai. Period. It ain't over. It's never over. And I say that's it seems to me that it's something very encouraging. And therefore, whatever in any particular endeavor that we're involved in, learning, marriage, children, business, friends, society. Employment, whatever. The the potential is endless, and the the 
and, and the pathways for improvement and salvation are always there without a question. It's not even a question. It's not, a, it's not even a problem. It's just like, okay, we got we to beg Hashem. But it's there. And the whole world from beginning to end is going to be there to back it up. You see people from America, they get on a plane and run to the, I'm not making fun, God bless them. They, get on, they run to the Kosel to make a supplication. Every Jew everywhere in the world, every minute of every day could run back to the beginning of the universe. Put a petek in the wall. I, I think it's the most, for me, it's the most encouraging thing in the world. You can have confidence about everything and anything. I knew the Torah's rules. Hashem told us how to ask and how to go. That's because that's, that's how God wanted to bring us close. In the theory, there's the you know there's no stops, no limits whatsoever. And I just I just want to say I just think it's I think it's so important and there's every reason for every Jew. Hashem should bless us. People have troubles. They have troubles. Hashem should take them out of the troubles. But to the degree that we can, we have at every moment uh, a reason to be extremely encouraged, extremely confident. And uh, I pray we should be, and I pray we should go forward and come close to God and, 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 and get all the wonderful things that Hashem wants to give us. That's all I want to say for today. Thanks. I'm sorry about the last few weeks. I'm pretty much getting settled, and I hope we'll continue on a normal basis. God bless you. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Please, God. God bless you. All right, David. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Everything goes uh, smoothly with the move. Amen. Can you? <laughs> see you soon. Call to. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.